broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 263. I'm Zoner. I'm Zoop. And Colin, well, I don't know, did he have a date? Is that what I heard? No, last night. Date number three with this chick. Have we heard from him since? Yes. In fact, Colin and I spent the day recording an episode of the Generic Geek Podcast at Guido's Comics in Layton, Utah. Were you with anyone? With the cast anyone? of You Again. The cast of You Again decided to show up, and it was good times. They were had by all. Very good. Yes. So keep your eyes, or keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. And I guess your eyes, because you need to know where to click. Uh, unless you're blind, if that's the case, I'm sorry for mocking your pain. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be having that episode come up um, probably next day or so. That's pretty awesome, actually. Of course, that's contingent on Colin not dying on his way home and uploading the audio. Okay, uh, well, you again, a little bit of background. You guys discovered them, well, you didn't discover them like in the music industry sense, but you guys first met them at uh, Salt Lake Comic Con Fanex, right? That is correct. They uh, kind of tracked us down. They heard that we were press, and they said, oh, we want press. Come give us press. So we gave them press, and we talked to them, and yeah, pretty cool. I've seen a few of their episodes. Uh, I, I got to say, I like their show, and we'll talk more about it on the show. So if you're curious as to what their show is, stay tuned, because um, it's it's fun. Excellent. Well, hey, it is Stolen Droids, so we got sponsors. We have friends. We, we do, sort yeah. of. I, I guess you could call them our friends, because they haven't tried to kill us yet. Right, and they have not hired a hit squad. Uh, among those not gunning for us are the people at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio, stitcher.com, Eagle Moss Limited, WP Cycle hosting. I just about said 4814. I think I did on, on Generic Geek earlier. Yeah. But, but I did correct myself. And do we have confirmation? Are we actually on air yet over at, uh, at, at our I, new friends? At Geek Factor? I. Th- uh, let's say yes. Go let's check go us out that. on Geek Factor Radio. And we're also brought to you by you, our dear listener. If yes, you want to know who, what I mean by that, you know. Without, without you, there would not be stolen droids. Because then it would just be two idiots talking to one another. Uh, but if you want to hear us on Geek Factor Radio, it's geekfactor-radio.com. That's a little confusing. Uh, it could be, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> we should we should provide a link at some point to all these different places you can hear us. And Radio KSCR, I don't know if I mentioned them earlier as well, but lots of different options to hear us on. Yes, and it does look like we are one of the featured podcasts there on Geek Sweet. Factor. So. We are featured. We are Nowhere featured. else we're featured right now? Or we could be? Uh, podcast Awards? Yes. It would be great if we were featured on the Podcast Awards, and you can help us, dear listener. If you head over to podcastawards.com right now, pause this show. We'll first listen to my instructions, then pause, do this, then come back. We'll wait. But go to podcastawards.com, scroll down to the technology section, and say that you want to nominate the Stolen Droids podcast. It'll ask you, well, what's the name? 
Stolen Droids Podcast. What's their URL? Well, we're www.stolendroids.com, and we're in the technology section. Now, um, I got things a little bit screwed up in last week's episode when I gave instructions because I kind of forgot that there's two parts to this. There's the nomination period, which is what we're in right now, and then there's the voting period. Voting you can do once a day. Domination you can only do once. So if you happen to have other podcasts you listen to in other areas, um, say you really like uh, 99% Invisible for designer art or you know any of the other great ones, This American Life or uh, The Geek Therapist, who I listen to as well. Uh, but if let's say you have other shows, you want to nominate them all at the same time in their respective categories because you can only nominate once. I just want to make sure you remember, because I know you do this on your own anyway, but I just want to remind you to make sure that we're on there as well under technology. Yes, please don't forget about us. That was, that was subtle, right? We, I, I, I'm not above begging. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am not above begging. Hey, you know, um, this could count as a headline, but really it's going to just be a bit of confusion. Did you know there's another place you can actually hear us right now? And it's, Ooh, Where? Google Play Music on Android. <gasps> no. Kind of. And this is kind of more... We don't have any feedback this week, so I'm dropping right into this. We talked about it before, that Google was going to be launching podcasts on their Play Music app. And yes. so we've been working on making sure all of our shows were registered so that we showed up. And sure enough, we found the link to our storefront so you can find us. Except I haven't been able to yet. Have you? I have. In fact, uh, the first day that they launched it, which was, uh, I don't know, a couple days ago, whenever, uh, I went to, I use their web interface a lot at work. And so I went to uh, music.google.com. And if you look in the left sidebar, there is an option there for podcasts. And you click on it, and it gives you some of the more popular podcasts, like uh uh, Joe Rogan experience and WTF with Mark Marin, and you know there's there's some pretty good podcasts there. Uh, Nerdist is there, but you can also uh, do a search, and so if you just do a quick search for stolen droids, it will bring up SD files, which you know we may be having a very special episode every now and then, uh, the Generic Geek Podcast, and of course the Stolen Droid Podcast all pull up. And so that's then the you, web interface. That's the web interface. Now, see, on my Android itself, I use Google Play Music, and the newest client, which I have, is supposed to have a podcast section. You know, you have the Listen Now, the top charts, the new releases, your music library, and you're also supposed to have podcasts. I don't have that. Really? Really. And even cooler, the new Google app on Android, where you know you can just type into the search bar and search for whatever you're looking for. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to enter in a uh, a podcast name, and it'll give you the web results, but it'll also list the first three episodes that you can listen to right there in the app. Cause see, I've got it in the Google Play Music app. Really? Yeah. It's just there underneath Music Library Podcasts. So... All I see is a big bright screen without the podcasts option. Weird, right? Indeed. So, and if you if you took yours down and looked at mine, you would see. There I do it is. See. 
And all of our listeners are thinking to themselves, these people are stupid. We can't see anything. Yes, you're right on both counts. We are stupid, and you can't see what we're showing you. Now, I, I'm also showing you here. So this is me um, searching the Android Police podcast. Okay. And right there in the search results are the first three episodes, which I can hit play on right there. Okay. Quite cool. But when I enter in Stolen Droids podcast, we don't show up. Well, we I should take that back. We show up. We're the first three pages of results, but none of them are links to the actual podcast like I just showed you with Android Police. So I get the feeling like you should be able to see us soon, but yeah. it's not and, and, quite reliable across the board. And I am seeing the same thing with the Stolen Droids podcast in the Google app. So yeah, it's not just you. It's but weird. yeah, it is there in Google Play Music, um, and For I don't some. know, maybe maybe you need to go and to the web interface and add your shows, and then it'll be there. I don't know, but bizarre. Or or maybe it's just not cool for you. It's not cool. It doesn't like me. Well, we got more Google news down the down the line here, but let's start off with the big headline from this week, the big one, the one that was so big that when I got home, my wife, who does not follow tech, was immediately, "Did you hear the news?" Is is that the one where Prince died? No, because you know we did learn what it's like when doves cry. Now, indeed, I. Okay, go ahead. I found you know the strangest thing about the entire headline about uh, the fact that Prince was found dead in his home in Minnesota. What's that? That Prince lived in Minnesota. He's from there. He's from Minneapolis. Doesn't that seem weird? Ah, <laughs> uh, I guess Jesse Ventura is also from there, but whatever. He's I would expect that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, let me ask you this because this is tech related. So. Cheerios General Mills is based in Minnesota. They put out a tweet, said hashtag Prince, and then had a picture of a purple background, said rest in peace, and above the eye it was dotted with a Cheerio. People lost their flipping minds over that. They had to delete the tweet because it was so insensitive. Google does a purple doodle to honor Prince, and they turn Google Music purple. People look at that and say, they say, wow, what a nice gesture. That was an actual quote. What a nice gesture, Google. What's the difference? I don't understand the difference, and I cannot figure it out. I don't know. I the have no idea. is so strong with some of these people. But anyways, let's talk about Amazon. Amazon Prime membership. Now, we've talked about Prime before. Prime is an awesome service. If you use Amazon a lot, and the numbers would suggest everyone does, Prime is great. Free two-day shipping, access to all the TV and music you want, right? Special deals on certain items. Yeah. It's all wonderful. But sometimes Prime can be a bit of a pill to swallow. I mean, it's like, what, $90 up front, $99 up front? If you're kind of hurting on money, didn't, didn't it just go up to over a hundred? I think you're right. I, yeah, but um, oh, but guess what? Well, let's be honest. You're hearing this Monday morning. You probably already know. I'll just take the bandaid off. Amazon announced a monthly plan as well. If you want to pay month to month, it'll run you ten dollars and ninety nine cents every few weeks. Now, it's still cheaper to do a one-year in advance, 
but $10.99, that's not bad. And when you consider the fact that it's including a TV subscription, basically, for Amazon Prime Video, that's pretty darn cheap, actually. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. I I mean, Netflix is jacking their price up to, what, 10 bucks a month now, even for those of us who are grandfathered in to the lower price point. So, yeah, I mean, now, you factor in the shipping, you factor in the TV, that's not a bad deal at all. Now, what's really cool is the fact that if you only use Prime Video, which if you do why there's a lot of great features you're missing out on there's another subscription which is just going to be 8.99 a month and that's kind of i think that's smart cuz not everybody buys stuff i mean uh, uh, yeah everybody does buy stuff but not everybody buys stuff regularly from amazon to where they can justify using the free shipping mm. yeah i guess you're right and but but a lot of those people would be watching TV. So, yeah, I think that's brilliant. Let's make an option where they can pay for just the TV. I like that. See, I want Amazon to go one step further. I want, like, Amazon gas, where I don't have to go take my car to a pump. They just bring in a drone and, like, deliver fuel right to my vehicle. That would be nice. Imagine, though, if they got shot down. How I mean, you just see fireballs all over in the sky. It would be epic. Oh, the FAA actually ruled it is illegal to shoot at drones. Yes, I did see that. Yep. I did see that. Also not one of our headlines, though probably should be. Um, we got a lot of headlines, though. It was a headline-heavy week. It was really heavy, so let's keep moving. Um, in other prime news, there may be an interesting trend going on here. So Amazon Prime also allows you to buy games. And for some time this week people noticed that they couldn't buy games from Amazon unless they were Prime subscribers, that they were blocked behind a paywall. Um, in the U.S., uh, the one that's often quoted was Grand Theft Auto Five. That was kind of weird. That I don't know that I like that. Well, Amazon has come out and said it was a complete mistake, Um that they didn't mean to do that, they're going to remove it. Uh, the article by Engadget points that out, that they, they've updated their statement. But even after they've updated it, it's still behind a paywall. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's kind of dirty, that they have just stuff available for Prime members. And there were, there were some stuff that I saw recently... Um, where they had a Prime member pricing. I think it was some sort of electronic. Uh, it was pricing for Prime members and then pricing for regular folk. And the difference the was... The common folk? The common folk, yes. And the difference was, I don't know, maybe 10 bucks. But still, you know, if, if they're going to start doing that on multiple products... That's going to add up real quickly to where people are just going to say, screw it, and they're going to buy a Prime membership. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was actually a baby swing. The The baby swing, it was it was like a big deal now that I think about it. There was a big price difference, like yep. 20, well, to, 20 to $30 price difference. They've done other things, though, too. I mean, I remember when Spectre came out on DVD, you could only buy it from Amazon if you were a Prime subscriber. Now... To be fair, the part we're not telling you is that, well, I guess we are now, because technically I'm saying it, but 
you could buy it from third-party merchants. And Grand Theft Auto V, sure, you can buy it on Amazon from third-party merchants. But if you want it to be fulfilled by Amazon, you have to be a Prime subscriber. And, you know, some people that may not be an issue, but a lot of times you may not get the free shipping, free standard shipping. You may not get good quality i mean we i'm at work i had to buy a new laser printer for one of our offices right and i found a really great deal on a color laser printer and like an idiot i just bought it i bought it and i bought an entire set of toner to go with it so it came with one set of toner and we would have one in in storage one in backup we got it and it turns out i purchased it from a third-party retailer it was refurbished badly and it was loaded with its toner and they hadn't covered up the ports right you know when you get new toner it has that sticker that you're supposed to remove yeah, yeah the stickers were already removed the entire internals were all covered in toner there was no way to clean it out it was a mess oh man i contact amazon oh well you went through a third party reseller we can't do anything i contact the reseller oh yeah we don't actually have any more of those you bought the last one we're just we just take refurbished equipment and send it back out oh so so, what did you do? Well, I rose I rose a stink. I used my angry, disapproving dad voice, and I got a refund. But that I mean, that still took up two weeks of my time. There's something to be said about fulfilled by Amazon. There really is. You if know? it's not fulfilled by Amazon, it's kind of a crapshoot sometimes. Yeah, you might as well be buying it from Etsy for all you know. <laughs> hey, uh, in other video game news, I know it's weird. We're jumping into video games before some of the other tech stuff. Uh, an update for the Division launch. That's Tom Clancy's new game, who, which is funny considering he's dead. And uh, there's some glitches in it. Some pretty serious glitches. Why? Why is it funny that he's dead? Wow, that was cold, dude. Because he still keeps making video games. Uh, well, that's just like pretty awesome. He's got powers, dude. <laughs> Writes great books, knows the inner workings of an F-15 Super Eagle, also develops video games while dead. Yes. Um, so people have been posting tutorials on how to use these glitches to hack the system. EA has said, oh, well, if you do that, we could ban you. In fact, we will ban you, and we may ban you for life. Instead of fixing their code, they're telling the players... Don't look at the broken code. Don't try and use the broken code. Yeah, we know it's broken. That's not our deal. If you use it, we'll bust you. Yeah, I think that's... That's just crap. So, now, did you say it was EA? I thought it was Ubisoft. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Ubisoft. Now, this has happened once before, I remember, and it's not in this article, but I remember back in the day, Blizzard released a patch for um, World of Warcraft. And in it, people who knew what they were doing could enter in the right command and basically be granted certain items, like in-game. They could uh, open up a chat window, only it wasn't a chat they were entering, it was a command. And it would copy an item in their inventory. I think I remember that. And, and a lot of people did get banned for that or penalized. And I don't know, that's... To me, that's one thing. That is deliberately stealing from the system. Granted, you're stealing a virtual bit versus someone who is using a glitchy wall to jump through, and in that way, they're able to shoot at another person that they wouldn't have been able to get to otherwise. See, I kind of 
have the opinion where if they're going to put out a shoddy product and people find a way to benefit from said shoddy product, why? Can, how can you penalize them? You're the one that put out the piece of crap. If they're taking that piece of crap and polishing it, that's so much the better for them. Congrats, dude. You got your hands dirty and now you're being benefited by it. Yeah, uh, there was. Uh, I used to play Halo Reach a lot. Schmitty and I used to play it all the time. Uh, and there are daily challenges you could do. And my favorite was get the heavy weapon multi kill challenge. And I get it every single night. It was super easy because on a particular level, you go to a certain spot, you pick up a heavy weapon, a weapon where you are capable of killing twenty enemies at once, and then you do it, and then immediately start and reload from last checkpoint. And kill the same 20 enemies at once and reload from last checkpoint. And just basically you're only doing three keystrokes. Start, select, yes, fire. Start, select, yes, fire. Over and over and over. And within five minutes, you've racked up like a thousand kills with this massive weapon. Boom, you got the challenge. You got the bonus credits. You move on. Yeah, that... It's clever. Not even that. That wasn't even broken code. That was just simply someone didn't really think about that particular level. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can't blame people for using this. Yet they do. Play this game, but don't play it enough if you notice anything we did wrong. You know, and I, I think that a lot of video game developers look at that. Because they spend, what, two, three years developing a game. They send it out into the wild. And then they immediately start focusing on their next game. As a project manager, I've done the same thing. Not with games, but I'll work on one project. As soon as I'm done with that project, I stop thinking about it and I move on to the next one. And, you know, sometimes I have to go back and revisit a previous project and figure oh, figure out what I did and what, what actually occurred because it's out of my mind. I've forgotten about it. I think that a lot of video game developers have that same mindset. They work for two or three years on a game, they send it out, and they've already started working on the next big thing, but they're churning them out so quickly that they don't really stop and think, we've got issues here. We should probably resolve them. Yeah, but at the same time, I think that we've also, and this could be, this could fall into a discussion for another time. We could go an entire hour about this. We've kind of started to condition ourselves as a culture that needs to be coddled. Okay, um, when GoldenEye sixty four came out, great game, right? Everyone loved it. Is it a perfect game? No. And in fact, some of the bad parts of that game are so bad they almost became a playing, a style of play. I always played as odd job. I thought Odd Job was hilarious to play as, but I kept dying and I couldn't figure out why. You want to know why? Because you sucked. Well, that too. Odd Job's <laughs> short. In fact, he's so short that his head happens to fall right across most people's default level of gun. Okay. So they didn't have to aim for a headshot. They could just whip around the corner and take my head clean off. So, so a body shot would be a headshot. Right. Well. That was just how it was. And if you played his odd job, you had to know that. That's just how it was. Yeah. Okay. By today's standards, that's broken. And we expect some uh, game balancing patches to come out. Maybe give him a bit more um, 
uh, some more hit points in the head, maybe close the bounding sphere slightly. So it requires a very precision shot on him, you know, something to balance it out. It's just not fair, you know, that this character should be so broken. And we've really kind of fallen that way as well. Okay, Ubisoft, you released a broken patch. Own it. Just let people play with the broken thing. And people, if it's a broken patch, well, guess what? You can choose whether or not to play it. You can. Sometimes it's time to just play what was put out into the world and stop asking them to perfect it. Well, and I think a lot of people, you know, like Fallout games. Those games have some weird glitches and bugs in them. Really weird glitches. But, I mean, Assassin's Creed, was that one that had, like, I think we actually talked about some of the glitches in that. Oh, my gosh, yes. But but the rest of the game was good enough that people dealt with it. You know, I, I am amazed whenever I see, like, updates come out and you start reading Reddit or you start reading, you know, Steam community forums and, oh... Such and such company nerfed this on this game by doing this update. So many people complain about stuff. Dude, just enjoy it. Be glad you got a game. When I was a kid, we had to play with broken glass. I remember when Skyrim came out, and the problems with that game almost became more entertaining than the game itself. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Some of the videos you could see about everything wrong with Skyrim were awesome. Yeah, but, you know, it's interesting because... They've gone through and they've continued to develop it. It's a sweet, sweet game that has a huge community. I kind of miss the horse that can walk up the side of a mountain, though. Oh, I, I play Skyrim. I love having a horse that can walk up the side of a mountain because that just makes it easy to get places. <laughs> okay, into some completely different news. Walmart. Hey, there's a company we don't talk about very often. They have released, finally, Walmart Pay. And what do you know? It's a cheap ripoff of an actual contactless payment system. See, they're part of that consortium of companies that went with a new type of payment system called Currency. The one that was supposedly so good it couldn't be used by anyone and everyone started dropping away from it. So... I kind of assumed that they were going to be releasing a kind of NFC-based wireless tap-to-pay system. Yeah. Turns out, no. Theirs uses QR codes. So, here's the thing. You have the Walmart app installed on your phone. And you have a debit or credit card linked to that app. And when you get up to the register, when you're done the checker shows flashes a QR code up on screen. You snap a picture of the QR code and your phone then pays that QR codes transaction number with the debit card on file. That's not a horrible idea, but it definitely feels like, Hey, we didn't have access to actual technology. Here's the best thing we could do with this duct tape in 15 minutes of time. Yeah. And in that way, it is so very Walmart. <laughs> How very Walmart of them. I, uh, look, there's two types of people who shop at Walmart. Okay. Just two. 
you are either someone who doesn't care that you're getting cheaper quality stuff because it costs less. And you fully know that, hey, if I was to go to this really high-end department store, this would cost twice as much, but it would also be higher quality. I don't have the time nor money to do that. The $5 t-shirt will work. Okay, that's type number one. And I will fully admit I fall strictly into that camp. On on certain things, yes, I do too. Then there's the second camp where, hey, look at this awesome TV. It's from some brand I've never heard of, but it looks just as good as the other ones. I wonder why it's half the price, and I can only find it at Walmart, and any Google search I do for it only comes to Walmart's website. But, hey, I'll bet you it's just as good as all the rest. I can now afford me a fancy TV, too. That's the number two. Yeah. The people, well, that's not the number two, but that's the second type of person who shops at Walmart. The person who doesn't know why what they're getting is so affordable. Because it's number two. Yeah. And I, so this payment system is entirely number two. It is solidly number two. Oh, I completely agree. And you know, it amazes me that it seems, at least in my experience, like they've blocked other forms of mobile payment. Oh, they have. They, they don't allow the anything NFC because they don't have the equipment for it. And I tried using Samsung Pay, which uses the magnetic reader, that the magnetic strip reader, like your card. And it would it, it fully registered, and it said unauthorized form of payment. Please choose another. And so it's like they're blocking everyone else. So that they can use these QR codes, which I think is so very Walmart. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, we have a hugely successful alternative to using a card or cash. But no, we want you to take a picture with your phone. Well, you know, this way that uh, that lady living on stamps, she feels like she's like one of the fancy folks. She can pay with her iPhone 3GS. She doesn't need that multi-hundred-dollar phone anymore. Oh, man. You and all your fancy Democrat phones, you liberals, I don't need to use that. It's just as good. No, it's really not. It's really not just as good. And any of the people who fall into camp number one, Yes, I know. I got very, very specific there with the number two. And if you, uh, I'm not even sorry because the cliche is true. But if you are in camp number one, you're going to look at that and say, screw it. I'm just going to pay with my card. (laughs) You want me to install the Walmart app? What? You want me to pay with it? No. I'm just going to use my card. Screw that. It's brutal, dude. That's brutal. That's, That's embarrassing as what is what it is. And Walmart should be ashamed of themselves yet i don't think that they feel shame i think they think this is brilliant because and in a way it is it is an actual solution that allows them to feel like they're part of the future and allows them to not have to pay certain merchant fees true and And that's the truth right there they don't want to lose money not everyone can be an early adopter either true <laughs> i mean nfc's been out for what like five years six years mm-hmm. i mean that's just absurd to ask people to adopt technology that's that's so new um hey moving on because we've actually taken up half our time here and this is kind of crazy because we're only like in the first 20 percent of our headlines snapchat released a new filter 
Um, <laughs> uh, it makes you look like Bob Marley, but not really. It just paints you in blackface. You know, with the way that the world is nowadays, where the butthurt is so strong among everyone on the internet, I can't believe that they actually thought this was going to be a good idea. No joke, right? Bob Marley filter. Okay. It gives me dreadlocks and it puts a Jamaican colored hat on my head. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. No. No. <laughs> like, like, they could have gotten away with just doing that. You know? Put yeah, a that- joint in my mouth. Put, make the filter put a joint in my mouth and give me dreads. That's all it needed to do. But but then to make you blackface as well. <laughs> and and it's not like blackface from like 1930. It's like just give you a good tan type blackface. But still, holy crap. What's that really horrible 80s movie where the white privileged kid like goes in blackface to try and uh, get into college? Oh my gosh. I oh I can't remember. Um, you know exactly what I'm talking about, though. It's that kind of blackface. It's so bad. Uh, I do. What? Oh, shoot. Soul Man. Soul, Soul Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 1986. Yes. Yeah. That, that should have been the Soul Man filter. Okay. Um, so that's hilariously bad. <laughs> I, I can't believe that they came up with that and thought it was okay and maybe they figured since they released it on the 20th oh everybody's gonna be high nobody will notice i i don't know wow you just know some high person took it and said wait what no (laughs) it's like whoa i've been tanning Um, okay, so back into actual normal tech news, now that we've left the land of idiocy behind, we hope, Microsoft has stopped all production of the Xbox 360. It will continue to support the hardware, support the software services, support the games, but they're not making anymore. They still have a stock to sell off. Um, and I think this is, this says good things about the popularity of the Xbox One. Yes. I still have my 360. My kids play it all the time. It's kind of become my kid's dedicated gaming rig, and I keep the Xbox One. It's nice to know that they're not just dropping all support for it. You know, the way that Microsoft has gone about things, though, like with their consoles, where they're trying to implement so many different features that go cross-platform, I can't see them ending support for it anytime soon. They probably won't be able to until they have a larger catalog of backwards compatible games. Yeah. And they're doing that. If you go to Xbox Live and you have a gold membership, I don't know if you knew this, you get free games. Every month, free games. It's the games with gold promotion. You can go on Xbox.com and get it. Uh, well, the thing is, is that they give you games on that are Xbox One games, but they also give you Xbox 360 games. This is really, really handy if you have an Xbox 360 and you may one day get an Xbox One. You can start building up your game library now without having to pay for them. That's cool, right? Well, it's even cooler because the Xbox 360 games they give you free are all certified backwards compatible with the Xbox One. Nice. Yeah. So 
I picked up Saints Row 4 for free. That's meant for the 360, and I've been playing it on the Xbox One. Just because I never got it before. It's a weird game. Um, also, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. The, the choice of weapons that you can get are, are very weird. I'll just leave it at that. Google it if you, <laughs> if you don't believe me. Um, speaking of Microsoft and Google, almost like I intended that. That that was like a professional segue there. I know, except for the fact that I then put a spotlight on it. Uh, Microsoft yes. and Google have agreed to end all disputes and have pledged that in the future, should anything happen like that, they would try and work things out between themselves before going to regulators. Didn't Apple and Samsung do something like this like last year, yet we've still seen them going back and forth like two kids? We saw them do something like this a couple months ago. It wasn't last year. It's more recent than that. And since then, we haven't seen anything else. I'm more interested in what this says about the tech industry. And I, I, it's kind of funny because I kind of get the impression that they've all picked up on this, holy crap, the government is against us. And it's not us versus us. It's us versus them. And if we don't start having each other's backs, we're going to have problems. Yeah. But maybe I'm just being too naive. I'm being too idealistic. Well, and maybe it's not just the U.S. government. Maybe they've realized that it's, I don't know, France as well. And heck, all of the European Union is kind of gunning for them. So, On the other hand, I think this really says much more, though, that it's just simply it's been the change in authority. If you look at it, I mean, back in the day, it, it kind of goes back to like, Years and years ago, the CEO of Nokia said that using Android was like peeing your pants to keep warm. Them's fighting words, right? And it put a big rift between Nokia and Android. Not surprising. Uh-huh. Back in the day, um, Steve Jobs famously said he was going. He was he wanted to wage thermonuclear war on Android. He hated Android. Yeah. Um, Steve Ballmer and Eric Schmidt couldn't stand each other, and everything was a competition between the two of them. And now, none of those people are actually in charge of any of those companies anymore. None of the existing CEOs or the existing presidents have any of that animosity. And it's like, look, a lot of these, a lot of these legal battles were all brought forth by our predecessors. It doesn't mean we need to. And that actually works in their favor a lot because now you have Android apps on iOS. You have iOS apps on or app on Android. I, ironically, the only Apple app on Android is how to switch to Apple. <laughs> you have Microsoft's business, which is tanking in the mobile world. And yet they're still growing because they're able to get people on Android and iOS over onto their cloud services. I think this is going to be almost a new renaissance of services for us that we're going to be seeing soon. Let's hope. Yeah. Um, In other Google and Android news, Google released a new security report where they claim that Android is more secure than ever. That being said, and I don't know if it's in this article or not, they also state that most infections that come onto Android come from outside the Play Store. So I think what they're saying is, is Android is more secure than ever, so long as you use it the way we say you should use it. Well, and, you know, to kind of counter that, the only 
rogue app, I guess you could say, that I've ever installed did come from the Play Store. Yeah, just your luck, right? It's yeah. kind of funny because in the, in the reports that Google points out, they like to point out how open Android is. And they'll use things like, uh, like Amazon. Look, Amazon's a perfect example. They've branched their own version of Android, and it's still totally secure. But then in the next paragraph, they say how all those branched versions suck, and the only ones you should trust are its own versions, and you should only go through our services. Yeah. Can't have it both ways, Google. No, they can't. You know, and Google, back in the day, they were kind of like the new kid on the block that was was cool. Everybody liked them because they were cool, and they, you know... They didn't talk trash on people. They just did what they did, and everybody liked it. And now they've kind of become like the established douchebag in the neighborhood that people only hang out with because they've been hanging out with Google for so many years that they don't really have any other options. And that's kind of how I feel Google's becoming, at least for me. Have they have they lived long enough to see themselves become the villain? I think they have in a lot of respects. Well, let's jump ahead a bit then into that uh, European Union antitrust case that they uh, have been working on forever to bring against Google. There's three main points in their antitrust case, and two of them, the first and third, I totally agree with. Oh, no, sorry. I, t- I take that back. I think they're idiots for. A little bit of the opposite there. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with this. No, I don't. Okay, so here are the three parts of the actual argument. Let me pull this back up here. Um, number That's one, she said. Google requires manufacturers to bundle Google Chrome and Google Search and set Google as the default search provider on their devices if they're GMS. Uh, that's Google Mobile Services. This allegedly reduces competition for apps that perform similar or identical functions. One, no, they don't. They do not reduce competition. And two, uh, every phone I've ever had, even if it has Chrome pre-installed, do you know what the default internet browser is? Browser. Browser. It's not Chrome. And sometimes it's not even the best browser on the phone. Yep. Unless, I, I will say this, unless it's a Nexus phone, then Chrome is the default. Browser. Well, that makes sense. It's a Google phone. Exactly. Right? Okay. Um Every phone I've ever had, yeah, it might have um, Google Play Music on it, but guess what the default music player is? Music. Music. Most of them don't even come with Google Messenger installed. It has the company's own messaging app. Yep. So I, I don't know. This is that's just 100% wrong. Um, unless, st- it's, unless it's not wrong over in Europe. Yeah. Uh, number three, I'm going to skip number two. Number three, Google offers financial incentives for manufacturers and mobile operators to not preload other search providers on their devices. They can't prove that. It might be true, but it's a 100% hearsay. And the problem with hearsay is, is that it's not admissible in court. If it can't be proven or disproven, you can't bring it up in court. Yeah. Um, Number two is the one part that actually the EU has a real good point on, and that is Google does not allow manufacturers to both be GMS partners and produce incompatible forks of Android on other non-GMS devices. You can either be a GMS partner or not be a GMS partner. There's no middle ground. And in that sense, I completely agree with the EU. So let's use Samsung. Samsung is a great example, right? 
let's say that Samsung uh, wants to provide uh, their own Tizen phone now, which they've already said they do, and they want it to go up against Android. If Google says, well, sorry, you can't produce a Tizen phone, you're a GMS partner, Samsung has to either decide to not make the Tizen phone or they have to decide to no longer be a GMS partner. And if they're not a GMS partner, they're not allowed to bundle Google services anymore. If that sounds like a extreme case or something I'm making up, just know that that's what the problem with the Amazon Kindle is. The Amazon Kindle cannot have the Play Store on it. It cannot have any Google services on there because Amazon wanted to have their own unofficial fork. And because they have Fire OS, which is their own version of Android, they aren't allowed to ever put Google services on any device. They can't choose to make a Kindle Fire HD with Google they have to only now make the ones with theirs. Nokia tried making an Android uh, phone that had Windows services on it. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why Nokia isn't allowed to be a GMS provider. It's that kind of, no, you have to play it by our rules or we don't let you play at all. That I kind of agree with. But you know what? Isn't that Google's prerogative? If yes, they, but it's also unfair to... business practices. It really is. Because, but, you know, let's put it this it, way. If Samsung were to release an Android phone and they release one that has Microsoft services on it and they have one that has Android Google services on it, otherwise identical, right? And yeah. people don't like the one with the Microsoft services. Well, what's Samsung going to do? They're going to stop selling it. Right. That's capitalism in action. That's fair market. And instead, what Google's saying is that, no, you can't do that. If you do that, we'll leave. That's extortion. On a corporate level, that's extortion. Yeah, I see your point. I still think it's their prerogative, though. If they, I mean, Walmart does this all the time, going back to Walmart. You know, we've, we've worked for companies that do close business with Walmart because they're headquartered in the same city, same town. And, you know, they go in and Walmart says, we will buy this product from you at this price. And if the company that they're buying it from says, no, we're not going to do that, Walmart says, okay, that's fine. We are not going to do that. You don't want to play by our rules. We'll take our business elsewhere. It's not quite the same, though. In this case, it'd be like, oh, you don't want to sell us your goods for the price we say? We won't let you sell them anywhere. It's much less of a, oh, you're free to go somewhere else. It's much more of a, oh, well, hey, we happen to know that we're the number one mobile operating system anywhere. So if you don't go with us, you can't use us anymore. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's much more like Walmart saying, oh, you won't let us buy this one product. We won't buy any of your products ever again. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay, so we need to just start blasting through some of these. Um, BlackBerry, last week we talked about how BlackBerry, the, uh, the encryption key, was in the hands of the Canadian government the entire time. BlackBerry will neither confirm nor deny that they're the ones who gave the key. 
Ergo, Which they, they gave it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they won't confirm it, but by not confirming it, they confirm it. Kind of funny how that works, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's really funny that way. It's kind of like saying, well, um, I can't confirm I haven't killed a person. <laughs> okay. There you have it. Zook has killed a person because he can't confirm he hasn't. I can't not say I haven't killed a person. You know, it's that kind of, look, you're better off just saying nothing than saying something like that. Yeah, you really are. And in the realm of mobile hacking, you find that it doesn't really matter whether or not uh, they had the decryption key. And it doesn't really matter whether or not the San Bernardino shooter's phone had the FBI going on to it. There's a lot of other ways into phones. 60 Minutes had a uh, a, a video up recently, and they have uh, extra content as well. If you've got 20 minutes to kill, I highly suggest you watch this video. It is terrifying. It really is. It is scary beyond belief. Uh, in it, the reporters for 60 Minutes go to Germany and find some hackers. They're, they're white hat hackers. They do this on purpose to show off a, or to learn about a vulnerability that exists in all of our phones and to show off the vulnerability. They give an iPhone to a United States representative. He knows that this phone is going to be bugged. He knows that everything he says on it. So it's everything's up out in the open. It is a fresh out-of-the-box phone. They haven't even seen it. The hackers have never touched it, never seen it. They don't have anything except for the phone number. And using that, they're able to record every call he makes, every message he receives, its location, everything. Which really surprises me that... These guys can do it, yet the FBI has to pay $1.3 million for these guys to do it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Give me a break. The government, if if these guys sitting in an office in Germany can do this, you know that governments are doing it. Well, in one part of the video, he, he does that. He They take the same reporter out, and they drive past a secure U.S. military installation. And all of a sudden, and it's a special phone. It's called a crypto phone. And it can tell you when the phone is being accessed, when uh, someone's trying to gain access or do something malicious to the phone. And as they're driving through this empty stretch of road where there's nothing, the phone is going off like crazy that people have accessed it and are currently reading its contents. Or trying to, they were unsuccessful because of the type of phone it was. But if that was the average person, everything on that phone is at the government's disposal. That's terrifying, especially considering we have an NSA installation here in northern Utah. Now, I would like to point out that every time I drive on uh, the street by that installation, um, I get horrible reception suddenly. My phone doesn't pull data quite as fast as it usually does, really? and I know why. I know why. Just all the bandwidth being sucked up as they drain your phone of any data, huh? P- pretty much, yeah. I know that. I've always known that. But yeah, if I listen to Pandora and I'm driving down the street past that facility, Pandora suddenly has a real hard time streaming music. Wow. It doesn't pick up again until like 500 feet past the facility. Oh, man, that's messed up. That's yeah. terrifying, though. It really is. I've always known that's the case. I've always known it, even before I saw this video. But seriously, if you have 20 minutes, watch the video and watch the follow-up video. It is 
terrifying. Yeah. Um, okay, so Americans don't use wires. They're switching to wireless internet everywhere they can. New study uh, says that the uh, numbers are up. Everything's great. Sling is coming to uh, bringing new services out that Aereo couldn't, bringing terrestrial TV to people, which we knew was going to happen. We knew that we didn't know it was going to be Sling, but when Aereo received that Supreme Court ruling saying that they couldn't do what they were doing, and if you've forgotten, the idea was that they could catch terrestrial TV waves, beam them over the internet to certain subscribers. And that way you could get it as a service on demand. Well, they were shut down. Sling is finding the way to do that now. And believe it or not, this all ties into my next headline. How pissed is Schmitty over that? Oh, hey, you know what? Honestly, if he can get it through anywhere, I don't think he cares. (laughs) That's a good point. The next headline is about Intel. See, the PC market is still falling. It is slowing, but it's falling. And Intel, who has always linked themselves directly to the PC market, has had to learn how to split off from it and no longer rely on just the PC market. Here's why. This last quarter, Microsoft released their numbers, and even though the PC market is falling considerably, Microsoft's Windows division is actually doing better than the rest of the industry, and their cloud services are going through the roof. And it's because, you know, everyone's like, oh, the PCs are falling because, you know, everything's on a tablet now. That's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. The PC market is falling because so many services are now, it's now software as a service or platform as a service. You don't need the fancy email program. You have Office 365. You don't need the fancy Office program. You have Office 365. You don't need the fancy Photoshop program. You have the subscription service from Adobe. You don't need the heavy-duty, I want to store all my music and all my videos and all my movies. You have Netflix. You have Amazon Prime Video. You have Pandora. You have all these different things that are up on the cloud now, and people's internet is supposedly getting faster and faster that you don't need the same computer you used to need to get stuff done. I can get most of my stuff done from my Windows tablet, which doesn't have nearly the horsepower of most high-end PCs from five years ago. It doesn't need it. And for that reason, Intel has been dropping as well. Just this last week, they had to cut 11% of their workforce. That's a lot of layoffs. It really is. And that's bad. Why is it always 11%? Have you noticed that? Yeah, I think it's just because they're cutting from certain markets. Mm. But uh, hopefully not the same market. Can you imagine being one of those workers? First, I work for Apple and they let me go. Then I work for Microsoft. and They let me go. Then I work for Intel. and They let me go. <laughs> I think we've worked with people that are like that. Yes. Yes, we have. But. The idea that uh, the PC is dying is probably accurate, but at the same time, it doesn't paint the whole picture. And I think Intel is pretty wise to go that route. Uh, The PC is dying. The PC experience is not. It's just transitioning from local hardware to the cloud. Yeah, everything is is going cloud-based. And for that reason, Apple also went and updated their new MacBook. The new MacBook has a much faster um, Atoms CPU, actually. 
They increased the memory like crazy. They increased the horsepower of the CPU, but they didn't upgrade the storage really or anything else, mainly to bring it now on par to the Surface Book and all the other Surface knockoffs. Basically, so you can just access the cloud services. Which, you know, that's that, that's kind of how I see a Google Chromebook. Yeah, the problem is that the Chromebook doesn't want to access anything that people want to use. That, yeah, that's true. But I think that's kind of the concept is, oh, well, you just need it for email or, you know, Google Google services, basically. And so, yeah. Uh, or, you know, I remember, shoot, it's probably been about 10 years now, the netbooks were really starting to come on. Where it's like, oh, you just need something to get to your online services. Yeah, netbooks were a bit ahead of their time for that reason. I th- I think so, yeah. Um, our final headline is going to be real short and sweet. You know how Apple refused to uh, give in to the U.S. government? They're not anti-patriotic. Turns out they've been refusing China access to their source code for years. Go, Apple. Yeah, that's cool. It's the only time you'll ever hear me say that. I know. USA. I kind of feel USA. saying that, though. <laughs> Well, yeah, when I say it with the makes... USA, I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just makes me feel dirty and cheap to say that, but yeah. America. Indeed. Into our favorites. Mine comes to us from uh, Nathan Little. He's one of our fans. And uh, I just happened to see him. We've had him on the show, actually. Um, you might remember he is a writer. He has written many a page. And he needed an idea for a book cover and so he found this site called deepart.io, and I followed him to it. You take a picture or a drawing, and then you take an art style you want, and it uses that kind of neural net thinking that Google released a couple years ago to paint the picture you submitted using the art style you submitted. And I have been submitting pictures left and right. There is such a queue built up now that the last picture I submitted took five days to process. Uh, it is our logo bot. I'll put it in the show notes so you can see it. It's our logo bot as done in a cubism form. It's free. If you like the print, you can buy it, a high quality one that isn't free. Um, but it's fun. And it's also kind of scary sometimes to uh, see pictures turn out not the way you expect. I have one of my wife and she looks she looks like a killbot. Well, don't be putting her through the Picasso filter, man. No, I, I didn't. I did it. I, I put her through the Rembrandt one, but I put her through the wrong Rembrandt one. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So those, that's my those Monet ones look pretty good though, I I will say that. Monet's easy. You can put anything into Monet and it's gonna look artsy. Yes, yes. And you know, do you remember that? movie the village by m night Shyamalan. i do yeah and that just wasn't a very good movie i i was not a big fan of it well we've got a new village coming out but it's different in that one it's not a movie directed by m night Shyamalan, and two it's lego minecraft worst for segue ever no that was awesome shut up you 1600 pieces of pure awesome 200 dollars and Oh my gosh, this is just this is just straight up epic. And there's a somebody did like a 4 minute review on it, 5 minute review just kind of showing what there is. But wow, this is this is cool. This is cool. You're such a child. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a grown-up man. 
Mm-hmm. I pay All right. bills and everything. That is our show this week. Let us know what you think. Uh, head on over to StolenDroids.com. Hit the contact tab. You can enter in a form there. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Uh, emails, feedback at StolenDroids.com. You can find us on Twitter, st- uh, Facebook. Wow. Yeah, Google+. Plus. It's late now. Again, head over to PodcastAwards.com if you haven't already. If you have, we thank you. We love you. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.